everyone, this is Sunny here with the Keep Singing podcast, Dynamic Symmetry on Tumblr and Twitter and just about everywhere else. I mentioned on Tumblr, you may have seen, that Keep Singing is taking a short hiatus. And this is for no bad reason whatsoever, it's just that March ended up being a really busy month for me. Uh, I went to New York, I had a bunch of teaching to do, I had a bunch of book editing to do, and then tomorrow I'm going to Orlando for ICFA, which is a writing nerdy conference really looking forward to it. Oh my god. But one of the things that it means is that I'm not going to be able to record a full-length episode the way I would normally like to. Probably going to get to that closer to the end of the month. What I am going to do instead is record at least one, and we'll see if I can get another one done before I leave. Otherwise, I'll do it when I get back. Individual pod fix. Because, I mean, I just love doing those anyway. Obviously, if you've seen my profile on SoundCloud, you've seen that I've done a number of those. So what I've picked to do today is the next three chapters in Shuzi's Life is Sweet, which I've already done the first three of. I absolutely love it. Of the Dark Beth post-coda fix I've read, it's probably my favorite. Not counting the one I did, clearly. And I really, after I did the first three chapters, I really wanted to go ahead and do the, whatever else got done with it. It currently is unfinished, but I, I wanted to go ahead and continue it if uh, the fic itself is continued, and it was. There are another three chapters. I'm going to go ahead and read them. Uh, we'll see how t- long it takes me to record, because there are a bunch of guys across the way who have been doing shit with... I, I don't know if it's a saw or a wood chipper, but they've been doing shit all day, and... We'll, we'll see how long it takes me to get through this without actually having any of that sound really end up in the recording. Should be fun. Anyway, though, I'm going to go ahead and get to the actual reading. Yeah, see? Yeah, there we go. They just started up. I'm going to go ahead and get to the actual reading. Now, the, the thing about the first three chapters of this fic is that they were pretty family-friendly in the sense of they were a little disturbing, but there wasn't really a whole lot that happened that was not safe for work. This is very not safe for work. Uh, As of the first chapter I'm going to read here, which is chapter four, it makes a sharp left turn into some seriously disturbing territory, which is completely my bread and butter, as you know, if you know me. Uh, There is some really explicit sexual content. The sexual content is highly disturbing. There is some very disturbing imagery in general. There's what I would consider psychological horror. Uh, there's Beth behaving in a way that is very un-Beth-like, which, you know, that's kind of the point. Uh, it's post-Coda, she's survived, she has, you know, what I would consider some kind of brain damage. She's, her personality is very different, she's found her way to the ASC, and nothing is good and she is not okay. So that's one of the reasons why she's not behaving like we would normally expect from Beth. It's one of the reasons why I fucking love this thing. It's done so well. So yeah, be warned. Uh, especially in this initial chapter, there is some talk of rape. And in the chapter after that, after that there's some dubious consent stuff. Uh, and in the chapter after that, I think, there is... I'm not going to spoil it, but the, there's, there's an instance of violence that I think some people might find disturbing, given that it's between Beth and Daryl, and it's not the kind of thing we ever see, for the most part. So anyway, yeah, proceed very much at your own risk. But I'm going to proceed, and I'm going to have fun. So, this is the next three chapters of Life is Sweet by Suzy. A week after Beth arrived, Maggie asked if she'd been raped, and Beth laughed in her face. 
It took a while for Beth to stop. Long before then, tears were on her cheeks, and the entire room was looking toward them, where she sat with Maggie on the couch. It was after one of their weekly dinners, family dinners, with squash and canned corn and an actual chicken from the safe zone's coop, wherein everyone was sitting around, lazy with glut, stomachs bulging the way they do when those used to nothing suddenly find themselves in abundance. Beth wasn't hungry to begin with, but Maggie watched each bite like a hawk, and so Beth ate, keeping her eyes on Daryl's sparse plate to pretend that her ribs would still be sticking out by the end of this. She likes her body now. It was the one nice thing about washing up that first night, standing before the body-length mirror, head tilted as she took in this person who looked like her. She hadn't changed clothes in weeks and never touched herself, and seeing herself in the mirror was like waking into a new skin. Bones like tree branches, draped with parchment. Skin sunken and sallow, bulging in places she wouldn't expect. The flex of her biceps, lean lines of her thighs. Chest almost as flat as a boy's, but nipples still standing tall in the chill air. She touched one with just the tip of a finger, and jerked like the touch had been a bullet. She took up the house's hot water sitting on the floor of the tub and getting off again and again. She didn't stop until the water ran cold, and Maggie came to check on her, and she finally got around to scrubbing herself. She thought about Daryl. She didn't stop herself from thinking about Daryl. She thought about his hands, his hands on her, his hands stripping the skin from a snake pink and shining, and how those hands would look around her thigh, his cock, yanking at his flesh until it flushed an angry red and leaped out to meet with hers. Thought about his back and his shoulders and the wings that unfurled in her dreams of him before she lost the ability to dream, how they wrapped around her or bore her away, or cocooned the two of them in a nest of down so thick her cunt made puddles amongst the feathers. Feathers that shuddered and shivered and entered her too until she was too large for herself to contain, stuffed full. His hands and his eyes and his back and his silence and the bullet between her eyes and the corpses at her feet, knives still in their hands, dolls still in their hands, their hands lying feet away from the jagged stumps of their wrists and the arms stripped down to the bone, and she thought of Daryl fucking her with those dead child fingers, and she came apart under her own hands. Maggie asked if she had been raped, and she laughed. Laughed harder when Carol asked what was so funny, laughed and laughed as Maggie left the room. Laughed until her chest ached, and her grunts sounded more like sobs. She ended with her head between her knees, breathing ragged, the ringing silence of the room the only sound in her head as she battled to calm the war drum of her heart. She waited for someone to touch her, to say her name. She waited for another's breath to join her own. She looked up and they were gone. She sat quietly for many minutes, the way she'd gotten used to. Breath shallow, heart slow, eyelids drooping as she wasted time until the world was ready to kill her again. Chapter 5 He takes her from behind in an alley. It's the alley beside the house she lives in, a house currently alive with enough noise and chatter that Beth can barely hear the smacks of his balls against her ass. She can't hear his grunting either, but that's because his head is high up, reared away from where he holds her face to the garbage can lid. Her own panting is loud in her ears, pounding like a drum or the can against the wall, or his hips against hers as he pummels her with his considerable strength. He isn't gentle with her, and she asked him not to be. Told him when she walked up to him at the party, lingered at his elbow till he asked what she wanted, and she told him. To be taken, owned, used, held down and fucked so she'll feel it in the morning, in her body if nowhere else. It hurts. She wouldn't be surprised if she's bleeding, it hurts so bad. 
She hadn't been dry, but she was dry enough that his initial entry felt like sandpaper dragging through her insides, and even as she lubricates, it only hurts worse as he goes on. Her gasps are reflex and arousal, and the echo of bruises as he fists his hand in her hair and drags her up, and then they're moving, shoving the trash can aside and slamming into the wall and scraping her cheek against the brick. She chose him for this, for the cruelty she knows is in him. Chose him because he'd make it hurt. You like that bitch? He asks, voice thin and haggard and dry as her cunt. God, you're so fucking nasty, fucking whore. You take anything I give you, huh? Beth doesn't give an answer. Couldn't manage much of one through her chattering teeth, her jaw pressed to the wall and mouth gaping open as she struggles to breathe. He takes it out on her body, gropes a breast, smacks her ass, shoves her face against the wall until an involuntary cry leaps from her lips. You wanted this, he hisses. You asked for this. You god the fuck your fucking sister say. Give you fucking metal. He fists his hand in her hair again and yanks it back and slams her cheek into the brick. The fuck do you say? Beth moans now, loud and involuntary because it hurts and she's crying and she can't fucking feel it. Fucking cocksucker, come on, she slurs through her aching jaw. Come on, fucking fuck me, please, goddammit, please. And she's pleading and crying and throwing her hands back to urge him faster and it still isn't enough, it isn't enough. He's big and fat and heavy inside her but the bullet was the same and like his cock it cuts like ice. Please, she whispers. Fucking cunt. She doesn't have to tell him not to empty inside her whines as he rips away, clutches the wall as he strips his cock, grunts, moans, splatters bands of cum across her bare ass and the small of her back and her pulled-up dress. She feels it drip, and she knows the panties around her ankles will be soaked in it, too. Beth bends her head, pants, presses her forehead to the wall, feels the warm wet of her blood, tries not to shake too visibly. This won't happen again, Beth says. Didn't expect it to. He slaps her ass again, spits on her for good measure. Jesus, you're a good ride, though. Jesus. You're welcome. She hears him stuffing himself back into his pants, the snap of his waistband, the snick of his zipper. He doesn't try to help her into clothes, and she doesn't ask him to. You're a fucked up chick, you know that? He asks. Real fucked up chick. He leaves, boots crunching in the gravel. Beth unsticks herself from the wall, looks at the drops of blood she'd left behind, her cheek, her hand looks down at her torn dress and soiled underwear, and slowly sinks to the ground. She's smiling. She's dirty and she's bleeding, and she's smiling. She's still smiling minutes later when Daryl finds her and leads her home. Chapter 6 His house is empty. They're all at the party, after all, soaking in company in good cheer, asking about each other's rose bushes, swapping recipes, sharing the hope that it might not rain. Beth walked on her own all the way across the street, but when she reaches the couch, she collapses, body going boneless as she slumps into the arm, winces vaguely when she hits her scraped cheek. She's smiling and chuckling softly, and when Daryl's groin and hips and waist fill her vision, she giggles even louder. Beth, he says. Beth. He crouches down and she stops laughing. Her smile doesn't slip, but she doesn't want to laugh anymore. He looks distressed, she thinks. It's strange on a face that's trained itself to show so little. She thinks about touching his cheek, smoothing the lines between his brows, but her entire body feels disconnected from her brain and she can't find it in herself to move. You... he says. He shakes his head. She notices that he's shaking a little, almost as much as she is. The hand he raises even more so, hovering in an aborted reach for her arm. You... Beth... 
You can say it, she says, mumbles, her throat dry from heavy breathing, aching like she'd taken the man from the party there, too. Not that she knows what that feels like. She'll try that next time. Daryl is still staring at her like some giant beast has ripped through a suit made of her skin and crouches on the couch before him. Say what? He asks. Manages. Say I'm a slut. Messed up. She sings songs, giggling again. I know you think it. Everyone thinks it. I don't think that, Daryl says. He's looking her over now, following the lines of her blooming bruises, the place where the blood is still seeping from between her legs. What are you thinking, then? Beth asks, genuinely curious. Then curious about herself, why that's so. I... He shakes his head again, squeezes his eyes shut. He pitches forward, forehead pressing to the couch inches from Beth's hand, and she's filled with the unfathomable urge to touch him. So she does. Pets him like a dog at first little glancing pats against a scalp suddenly rigid, pinched in shock. She likes how he feels under her palm, hair oily and lank, reminding her of her own before they made her bathe. She wants to feel more of it, so she slips her fingers between the strands. She scratches at his scalp a little, and everything in him seems to relax, leaving his body in a breathy moan. You want to fuck me too, she says. He's silent for a moment, then snorts, speaking still from his bowed position. I don't know what I want from you, Beth. I don't know. Why are you here, then? He raises his head, slowly enough that she knows he doesn't want her fingers dislodged. She leaves them in his hair, sliding down to scratch behind his ear. Beth, where the fuck else would I go? She thinks for a moment, then giggles, squeezing at his skull. No one wants you either, she says. A small smile crawls across his mouth, and he closes his eyes, exhales. No. Not like this. No. They're scared of us, Beth whispers. We ain't like them. Don't do what they expect, what they want. Beth closes her eyes, fingers in his hair. I want to fuck everyone, she says, voice soft and musical. Everyone, everyone, everyone. You can help me. I ain't helping you do that, Beth. Her hand tightens in his hair until he winces. She opens her eyes, glares. Thought you didn't think I was a slut. I don't. Beth, fucking look at you. He does touch her this time, fingertips drifting across her scraped cheek. A hiss bursts from between her teeth and he withdraws, but not far. Seems unable now to keep from touching her, sliding his hand down her arm until he's cupping her wrist loosely, think fingers enormous against her bird bones. Guys who do this, they don't always stop. So? His body deflates as the breath leaves him, sinking by inches until he's nearly as small as she is. She tilts her head as he looks at her, fascinated by how wide his eyes can go when he forgets himself. You want to prove all of them right? He asks, so quietly she has to lean forward to hear. Want to prove me right? About what? You'd have been better off never coming out of that bathroom. I woulda. She's just beginning to close her eyes again when he slaps her. It isn't a hard slap, especially not from him, and it lands on her uninjured cheek and something about the equalizing sting, both sides sharp and jagged and red, makes something loosen inside of her. She looks at him. His eyes are blazing and he's up on his knees, braced on her thighs as he glares at her, jaw working up and down. Beth blinks and he doesn't, and she thinks his grip on her legs will bruise too. What do you want, Beth? 
She doesn't think. Not like she used to. Not like people do when they say the word. She sits. She looks at Daryl, at the fading flush of rage in his cheeks, at his trembling lips, the way his beard vibrates along with it, at his eyes, so much wider than they usually are, unmoving from her own, at the lock of hair hanging in his eyes. She wants the hair out of the way, so she moves it, sweeping his bangs to the side. When the words come, they come as a whisper into the world, spoken like a secret she wants to keep from herself. I want to be someone. Christ, wasn't that depressing? Ah, oh, I love it. Uh, by the way, that took like half a fucking hour because there was like 10 minutes where this guy outside just wouldn't stop. And I was like, God, aren't you just so tired of this by now? It's been going on for hours and hours and hours. And could you please stop for like 30 seconds so I can finish recording this? Uh, he did, clearly. But he's still going. Taking a break right now, but still going. I may have time to record the other thing I wanted to read, which is one of mine, but we'll see. So yeah, anyway, uh, this fic... I have no idea where it's going. I hope it will be finished. But you know what? Even if it's not, I feel like it stands on its own so well. This is one of the rare works in progress where I feel like it almost doesn't need to be finished. And that's not to say that I wouldn't love to see a resolution, but it's like, it doesn't feel to me so much like it's a single, coherent, self-contained story so much as it is just a series of explorations of a particular kind of psychology. And as that, it works so well. So it's like... Yeah, I, I just love it as it is. Uh, if there's more, please, God, God, Molly, will you please write more? Jesus fucking Christ, I know it's not exactly the thing that you love most right now, but please write more. I love it. If there is more, I will totally read it. Because, you know, I just I really like reading this kind of thing anyway. I discovered I really liked reading smut, and I really like reading, like, dark, awful shit, too. And I, I haven't gotten enough chances to read stuff that really works for me in terms of flow that is that way. So this is very, very exciting and very happy making. Uh, also, God, uh, this is, by the way, I don't usually do commentary on fix, but maybe I'll start doing that more. Uh, the, the, this is all terrible. <laughs> um, it's all absolutely, absolutely wonderfully terrible. And in fact, uh, some of the really disturbing aspects of these, of this, especially the baby fingers, uh, was uh, one of the things that made me decide I really, really needed to do a follow-up to Save Up Here With You that got me doing everything where it belongs, which has just been me pushing the envelope as hard as I can. So uh, I owe this fic a debt of gratitude for the fact that um, I've done all of the horrible things that I've done in that one and that I am nowhere fucking near done doing awful things. But with all of the awful stuff in, in all three of these chapters, honestly... The thing that upsets me the most is Daryl hitting Beth. And I actually think probably a lot of you would feel that way too. Um, the, the, the disturbing stuff, I can handle just fine. The dubious consent and really like self-hatred in terms of sex, I can handle just fine. But I talked about this a little bit in the last podcast episode. Daryl hitting Beth in this context where they're both like in a bad place, but it's not an out outrageously bad place in terms of it being as extreme as possible. There's something almost normal about how bad things are, I think. It's a little hard for me to describe, but there's there's just something about that moment 
even though it's a, it's a second that is just so horrifying to me and wonderfully like I love it when I'm disturbed this way and honestly it takes a lot to disturb me I mean clearly if you read my stuff you know that so thank you so much Molly for that like it just makes me so goddamn happy yeah please write more of this when there is more because there will be I will read it uh, in the meantime, thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you like what you hear, there are a lot of other recordings of stuff on my SoundCloud page. There are episodes of the podcast. There are other readings, readings of me doing my stuff, readings of me doing other stuff. Very proud of all of it. If you like it, uh, you know, enjoy. Spread the word about it. Uh, Keep Singing has a website, keepsingingpodcast.wordpress.com. And yeah. For next time, for next episode. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I figured out what I wanted to discuss. I'm going to talk about the ship and asexuality. Because uh, there's been kind of a little bit of an explosion of talk about that. And I think it's really great. And I think it's something worth discussing. So if you have any comments about that, if you have any uh, talking points you'd like me to hit, please send me those in my Tumblr inbox. And as always, I need your FICREX. I need them so bad. I fucking need them like breathing. So please, 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 please send them to me. I'm not sure when I'm going to be able to record this. Again, I think I'm probably going to have time to do it toward the end of the month or the very beginning of April. I would like to not have to wait too long because I enjoy this and I don't want to stop doing it. Uh, But God, like we're coming down to the last three episodes of the season. So that could probably be kind of (laughs) interesting. Or not. Yeah, we'll see. Okay. All right. I'm going to stop and see if I can record the other thing before I have to go out and do other stuff. But again, thank you so much for listening. And I will hopefully speak to you soon. Goodbye.